Welcome to Kick Back with Chris, Martial Arts Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode three of Kick Back with Chris. So this week we will be joined later on by the one and only Chris Devere. Now, um, those of you out there who are into martial arts tricking, uh, musical forms, extreme forms, that sort of thing. Uh, that will be a name that you're very, very familiar with. Um, from the outside of this podcast, one of the things I wanted to do was cover a wide variety of areas of martial arts, from the business side of things, uh, to performance martial arts, to movies, to traditional arts, and, and everything else around there as well. Uh, so this week, I thought it'd be really cool to um, have somebody on that influenced me heavily at the beginning of my I think I would say sort of professional phase of my career, so the late 1990s, early 2000s. Um, so those of you who aren't familiar with Chris, obviously he's going to be on a little bit later to uh, tell you about himself and his work. Um, for me, he was somebody who influenced me heavily uh, when I got into the more sort of acrobatic side of martial arts. Um, I'd always been interested in training different types of uh, different types of kicking techniques and movements. But it wasn't until sort of the late 90s and early 2000s when the internet became more readily available and people started sharing their kicking techniques and, and the advances that people were making that it sort of really opened my eyes. What I considered to be difficult moves and uh, my instructors considered to be uh, difficult moves were sort of blown out of the water by these people and, and Christopher was one of those guys that was posting techniques that were just... Uh, people were looking at it and just thinking, how are these guys doing that? They're, they're defying gravity. So we're going to have a really good in-depth discussion. I'm going to try not to geek out too much, um, but I'll uh, obviously share some of my memories of, of training and trying to copy the movements that Chris was doing alongside, obviously, um, him telling us a little bit about how he, how he trained them and the, the accomplishments that he has had since. Um, so this week on social media, there's been lots of things going on, as there always is, uh, related to martial arts. Um, and the really cool thing for me is that we've started to get some interaction building up within our uh, Kickback with Chris uh, Facebook group. Um, obviously, these things do take a little bit of time uh, to get traction, and they're, they're not an instant thing. Uh, but this last week, there's been some really cool discussion going on, especially within our um, specific area on the on the group for this week. So some of the things that have been going on, um, one topic that somebody approached me with, which is actually um, something that a lot of martial arts school learners have got on, on their mind at the minute, is relating to uh, GDPR. Uh, I'm not going to go down it too much because I know that there are going to be some listeners out there that really have no interest in this, nor do they have any understanding of what it is. But um, it's a new data protection regulation that is it's really causing a lot of instructors to stress out. And something that I'm hoping to do in the coming weeks is have somebody on to talk to us uh, as martial arts instructors and, and school learners a little bit about what it actually means for us and, and hopefully calm the fears of, of some people out there. Um, so that's one thing that has been, it's been really prominent on social media this last week among school learners. Um, for me personally, um, I'm sure most of you noticed I've had my online kick-in um, course go live at the imaginatively titled uh, onlinekicking.co.uk which I'm really really surprised as URL actually exists and that nobody has taken it before now um, but that's been going really well so thank you to everybody who supported that if you're interested in uh, going along to sign up for a free trial um, that is uh, onlinekicking.co.uk um, so uh, yeah selfless plug there but um, no really pleased it's got working and, and actually ties in really nicely with, with uh, what Matt Chapman was saying last week on, on episode 2 he's helped a lot with that one. Um, another cool thing that we've got going on in the martial arts business sector, uh, my good friend Gordon Bircham has his new uh, martial arts social media app launching soon. Um, I'd love to be able to tell you when exactly, but I don't actually know. Um, I'm actually pretty keen for this one as well. Uh, but if you uh, keep an eye on Gordon's Facebook groups and obviously his, his personal page as well, I'm sure there'll be updates going on there. But from what I can see from it, and again, this is just me reading into it. This is not, not actual facts that I know, uh, but it looks to sort of be an all-in-one portal. 
so everything from podcasts so maybe mine might be on there that'd be cool um all the way through to sort of experts giving their views on different sorts of training um a place for people to meet and chat and discuss martial arts and share videos and that sort of thing so like a an all-in-one hub um for everything martial arts so that's going to be pretty cool uh, to see how that develops so just keep an eye out online uh, to see as and when that's uh, going to be released um Aaron Gasser and Bill Wallace have been announced already as being guests for next year's UK Martial Arts show at the Dome, which is really cool. Um, um, Everybody, two awesome kickers, very, very different kicking styles, but again, totally, totally awesome people. Um, I'm sure everybody's well aware of the work of both Aaron, who goes by the the name of the Ginger Ninja Trickster on on YouTube and social media, um, and obviously Bill Wallace, who needs no introduction. Everybody knows Bill's Superfoot Wallace. So to have those two guys there, it's going to be great for me. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, going down and getting involved with anything that they've got going on. Um, Another one, a little bit of a change of tone here on this one. This is uh, this is one of those. This it was going to come up sooner or later. A bit of a subjective one, but for me, this has been a bit of a. Um, well, it's been a sad one to see on a personal level, but also sort of I don't know, maybe a bit of a disappointing one for me as to the way that the community has sort of dealt with it. Um, there's been the news, the apparent news of uh, Jet Li, um, who everyone knows as the martial arts superstar and film star. Um, his is ill. Um, now I'm not going to go into talking about the the the, the ins and outs of the um, the articles that are on there. Um, all I will say on it is, I did see the articles. I'm sure many of you are have out there, um, and I get again totally. I get and totally respect that everybody has their own view on this one. And and if you have shared it, that's 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 for you to choose to share it. But for me, um, when I, when I saw the article, obviously the first thing I thought was, you know, this is really sad. Um, but then I closed the article. Uh, I didn't, I didn't share it on social media. And a lot of people have been, been sharing what is, it's kind of a bit of a, it's a bit gossipy really. Um, the way I like to see, look at this one is if that was me, if that was me and I was ill, would 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 I want people sharing it around social media? Would I want my family um, seeing people talking and discussing on you know what the situation is? I don't know that I would. Um, some have used the the reasoning that because he's a public figure, that it gives us the right to discuss um, his his issues. I can't say that I agree with that one personally, but again. I get it's it's a subjective one, and everybody is entitled to their opinion and their view. Um, I have nothing against anybody that has that has shared it, but what I would say is, just just imagine or consider if it was you or one of your family members, even if they were famous, would would you would you like that sort of thing going on? So maybe you now just just consider that one next time, um, and if you see anybody else sharing it, perhaps mention that one to them too. Onto a slightly more upbeat one now. Um, on our Facebook group, we've had several people chiming in with little bits of news, things that they've got going on themselves. Um, I'm sorry if I murder the pronunciation of anybody's names here. <laughs> um, but the first bit of news we had on there, or the first share, should I say, on there, was from Duncan McEvoy. Um, Mc- yeah, I'm guessing that's how you say it. Um, and what he did, he actually posted some links to some articles, um, things that he'd written for for other blogs some interesting things on there about um the differences between sparring and fighting so if you actually what i'm going to do is i will post links to these in the show notes and obviously you can also go onto our facebook group and and have a read for yourself Um, but yeah quite an interesting read go on there and have a look for yourselves Um, also on there we had um cole shergill who was um sharing information about uh, an upcoming um i believe it's actually this weekend, if I just quickly check the details, I think it was the 27th. Yeah, Sunday the 27th, he's got a, a fundraiser on, um, raising money for, for Crohn's disease, which is um, it's a terrible, terrible thing to be inflicted with. Um, I've known, I've had students that suffer with it, and I know I've had friends as well, and it, it, it is a terrible thing. So he's getting involved with some fundraising, and I also believe that they're going to be doing a um, sponsored walk over, I think it's 10 it's either 10 kilometers or 10 miles i can't remember off the top of my head um across london um later on this year so if you get onto our facebook group um the de- again the details are on there what i'll also do is again i'll dig out the the details and i'll include it in the show notes so that everybody can uh, can have a good read on there as well so so with no further ado i think what we will do now is go on to our interview with the awesome chris devira um, and i will speak to everybody else after that 
Okay, so joining us on the line now, we have Chris Devera, all the way from pretty much the other side of the world. How are we doing today, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Um, now, just for everybody out there, just to um, explain, we're obviously with, with the, all these interviews are done over Skype over the internet. So, um, coupled with my pretty poor internet connection at the moment and Chris being on the other side of the world, um, if there are any dropouts or any sort of hiccups, then we will do our best to get reconnected as quickly as possible. Just wanted to put that out there first before we carry on. So yeah, how how's things there? Uh things are good. Things are busy. Um yeah, very exciting times actually. Very Excellent. Exciting time. Excellent. I have literally and I will apologize um ahead of time. I have just come out of a cardio session, I've just done a cardio kickboxing class. Um oh. so if I'm heavy breathing down the phone, it's not due to ex- as much as I am excited that you're on the the line, it's not because of that. So just so you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest, I'm absolutely wrecked. I'm so tired. But hey, such is the life of a full-time instructor. Um, So yeah, um, I guess the best thing to do really would be to go right back to the start, right back to the beginning. Um, And, you know, a little bit about yourself, your background, where you grew up, how you got into martial arts. Right, right. Um, Well, let's see. I I was born in Florida, actually. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people know, but um, I was born in Florida. And um, let's see, uh, I was a nerd. I was like a straight A student, um, all that good stuff. Yeah. Principal club, honor roll, <laughs> up until martial arts started, right? Um, Had a negative influence then. <laughs> yeah, no, it was weird. Um, when, when I first started martial arts, I didn't really like it, you know? Um, okay. I got all the way to like blue belts, and I was like ready to quit. Um, but then... Um, I don't know, my dad, he got me into all these, uh, you know, the Jackie Chan movies, Bruce Lee, oh, Chuck yeah. Norris. Right, and I, I liked all that stuff. Um, but, uh, but but Karate Kid really got me, right? Me too. Um, right? Yeah, and, and, and the whole Cobra Kai thing that just came out, oh boy. Yeah, oh, yeah. So cool. Whole, yeah, go a whole full hour on that, whole episode. But it's like, yeah, that got me. And then, like, growing up, like, the Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers and, mm. like, eventually. They got me because, like, they're teams, you know, that, that flip around, do magic, uh, you know, tricks and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, around. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, even though I ended up quitting martial arts, I, I, I stayed with it. Uh, in fact, um, this is cool. This kind of relates to me and, and, like, the tricking community itself. But my, my parents, they were both, like, um, agents. You know, my, my dad was a travel agent. Right. Right, so people around the world. Um, and then my mom, she was like a like a nursing agent, right? She would like get local nurses' jobs at local hospitals, you know. And uh, and so what they did was uh, eventually, after a couple of years of that, they built this little community, right? Uh, you know, a bunch of people that travel and a bunch of nurses, right? Odd odd mix of people, but we get together for these monthly events, right? And um, you know, we do stuff like uh, like. Like a pillowcase races, we would do all you know, <laughs> for apples, all all the holiday stuff and yeah. fun for little philanthropies and and causes and whatnot. And um, but that's what I grew up like doing, and um, it was cool. Like they would do performances, all the parents, right? Yeah. <laughs> Every Tuesday and Thursday night, all the parents would come over to my parents' house, right? And they would they would rehearse for these these performances that they would do for these little community events that they'd host, right? So they, they do different themes, like, like sixties dance routines, eighties, hmm. all costumed up and all that stuff. Right. So like, I don't know. It's weird. It's like my, my house, like I grew up in the, in the whole gathering, like life. It, yeah. It, you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, who has that every Tuesday, Thursday night, you got like 30 people over at your house. Wow. Right. Yeah. So I was used to that. That's like gathering life. Like when I, like growing up as a kid, I think, um, I mean, we can go into this later, but I think that's how it connects to like how my parents yeah. allowed the, my house to become a gathering house, you know, and, and we were like a gathering house for a good, like, I don't know, 15 years or so. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I got it straight from my parents, all this stuff, you know, but, um, the martial arts wise, yeah, I ended up quitting like the traditional martial arts, but then I, I got into it again. Oh, 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 oh shit. I'm, I'm sorry. You can edit that out. That's cool. The one- <laughs> That school in Florida where I started, it was like Taekwondo and Hapkido, right? But like in 2007, do you remember like the Danny Graham uh, hurricane gathering? Yeah, yeah. 
Remember that? Okay, so he picks me up, and then he goes, hey, Poppy, let's let's go to my old karate school. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I recognize all this. I used to live out here because he lives in, like, West Palm, like, yeah. South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, and that's where I live, you know? Um, like, so Dan Graham takes me to his old karate school. Guess what? We went to the same karate school at wow. different times. Never wow. knew each other. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. And now he's... Now he's T'Challa, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in those in those early days um, yeah. of training, this is possibly similar to mine. I mean, I I, I mean, I think I'm a bit older actually. I'm not sure. But I was I was sort of training in, in the late late eighties, yeah. early nineties, and you know I would see my instructor sort of like you know, jump spin hook kicks and 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 I was I I copied all of all of those techniques but back then everything was sort of insular there was no internet so no. you were you were as good as the best student in your school and then you were as good as the the best person in the local area at the competition and then Perfect. and that's and that was kind of the um the way that i saw things and it, and it wasn't until i think for me it was about the late 90s yeah, late nineties, early two thousands, when the internet started becoming a little bit more readily available, where you know I saw this these things that people were doing, these kicks that I didn't even think were like that humanly possible, and and that that blew my mind. I was like, wow! I, I as you, you know, as you do, you think, okay, I'm kind of good at this, and my instructor's kind of good at this, and then you see these guys doing things, and you're like, how is that even possible? Um, right. I, I wondered how how did you come? Did you sort of? Because obviously, to me, you you were one of those people. Straight straight up say this. You know, I saw your videos on on online, and I used to download them onto VHS. And then that's how <laughs> I'm aging is now. But I used to download them onto VHS, and then and then pause, play, pause, play, pause, play. Whilst other kids were pause playing other videos, <laughs> I was pause playing tricking videos. But yeah, I'm like, um, I've got to get this right. I've got to get this right. Yeah. How did you? Oh. How did you? Did, did was it a similar thing for you? Or did you see other people doing them and then think, "Wow, what is this?" Or did you sort of fall into it accidentally yourself? And then people like myself sure. saw you. That that's that's the thing. It was a very it was like a distinct you know thing that happened. Like my mind was blown when when I got switched up on. So when in Florida again, I didn't I didn't like martial arts all that much. I I went all the way to brown belt. I quit at brown belt, right? Mm. And all the movies, I would think, okay. You know, the stuff that they do in the movies is kind of impressive, but a lot of the stuff was wire work. It didn't look real. Mm. You know, it didn't look real possible. Um, and then I was into comic books. You know, none of that was real. But then when I moved to, to, to California, right, like, I saw, like, the World Action Team. Yeah. You know, Next Generation. Um, I, like, uh, it was crazy. Um, let's see. I, I'd seen some videos on VHS, but then when I saw them in person, I was like, holy yeah, Holy yeah, yeah. they're doing all this stuff in you know live action as a team you know uh no wires <laughs> and moves i've never seen before you know i was like at the time i was what 13 when mm. i first saw that you know and um yeah and then and then like i still lived in florida at the time when i first saw them but then when i when i finally moved to california when i was like 14 i was like yo sign me up right away yeah you know I want to do martial arts. Oh, oh, this team here has like a. Cause I went to a tournament. I saw them perform live action, like right in front of my face. Yeah, I was, I was blown away. You know, double leg. I had never seen double leg. I know. Before, you know, seven twenty was like you know crazy back then. Oh, you know, yeah. I was like, what? He spun two times. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, no, like I remember spun. this. I remember the first time seeing some of those techniques, and it was just like, how, 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 how is this happening? How, yeah. how, 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 no, this is, and then, you know, the, the way, and I think this is why, this is why so many of us are so physically broken now as well. Now the sort of thirties and forties, um, literally you stand in front of a mirror and throw yourself until it looked something like the thing they were doing. <laughs> Cause there was no tutorials. <laughs> no tutorials. There's no spring floor back in the day. No. You know, and then, um, the standards were rougher on us back then. Like we, you know, it's like we had to kick, you know, had yeah. to had to make it feel proper, you know, in line with like proper martial arts techniques. So that was rough. We were like very, uh, we were like the original like, scientists for tricking, like the guinea pigs, basically. Mm. 
mm. through the first experiment, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's cool to see where it's at now. I mean, the level, the, the technique that they have. and the, Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it's insane on all levels, you know, uh, the, the power levels, also the, the levels of cleanness. Yeah. I feel, I, I feel like they've, they're beyond the old school level of, of clean technique. They do this extra pointing stuff now these days, and it's interesting, you know. It is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was actually one of the questions that you might have seen that came up on the the Facebook group from Kieran. He was asking about, you know, your opinion on the sort of like the, and this is quite a, a, a large, wide, open-ended question, this one, but sort of like the evolution of tricking compared to something like breakdance. Like, what's happened with tricking from like the t- sort of 2000s to now? God, it's like 18 years. I just realized, Jesus. <laughs> but the, the, uh, it's, the evolution is just huge, huge. Uh, I mean, literally jokes, I mean, uh, tricks that we would joke about, you know, they're 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 literally doing them now. The, yeah. the triggers, you know, and also like tricks that, like like say on the tricks tutorials forum, which is what eight years ago mm. or so, right? Mm. When would it go out go down like 2010? But like there was tricks mentioned in there that were jokes, and now now the trickers are actually doing them today. You know, like yeah, we never thought never thought a double flip from a gainer setup would ever happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, no, they're, they're... it's um, the the evolution is amazing, and I think the thing. I mean, it's it's not the obviously I I can only speak from my own personal experience, but it's it's not that I wasn't training seriously. I was training, I was training every day. I was pushing myself and pushing myself. But now, when oh. you see some of the kids do what they're doing now, it's obviously the training methods and the sort of I dare even right. say the sort of scientific understanding. The the the, the they're doing very specific training now to attain those techniques that we were doing you know we were doing like a round or a turning kick and let's let's see if we can put one spin on hey maybe yeah. one day we'll do two ha 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 right. and now and on the kicking leg or <laughs> yeah yeah and like, it, the, the the level of training and understanding now is just immense um and and it, we'll try tra- tra- some platform now these days there, there's so many things going on in tricking yeah um, like whether it be like academic or you know the, the the social multimedia mm. spread is really strong and fast and very organic. Mm. The uh, you know the the competitive side of, of tricking is growing too. Yeah. You know, really cool. So like, in all the videos that are out there, the the, the standard of, of tricking these days that 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 the young trickers get exposed to, mm. like, uh, the dubs are, are are the basics for them now. Or like you know, yeah. But look, it's a cool standard, and, and and it's cool when some of them like you know still exhibit beautiful technique with all the single moves or like you know the non-twist the, the, the kicks you know yeah the creative stuff you know it uh because even all that creative stuff is expanding it, mm. it, it's all mm. uh, my opinion yeah absolutely so for yourself going back way back when yeah what came first tricking or forms what was for you which way around did it go were you a forms guy first and moved into no. it or I, okay i, I started martial arts again because of tricks right okay <laughs> it was like let's see packaged we tri- we had to package the tricks it wasn't even called tricking for us we just called it training like, yeah for demos. I, yeah exactly it was demo right. team <laughs> exactly. yeah so that 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 was like the packaging of where like you know my tricking came my history of tricking came from like and, and a lot of that comes from like the sport karate scene nasca you know yeah um yeah like the world action team, like Master Reyes's um, original team, yeah. came out in, like late seventies, early eighties, and like they blew up in the the sport karate, American sport karate scene, and they were out there in Europe plenty of times. Yeah, uh, at the at Bear Sea and uh, yeah, that's right. Udo Gala, right? Yeah, and uh, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, if like that, that's my style of tricking, I guess, and. um with that came the chops and punches and the, the transitional kicks, you know, it's not, yeah. it wasn't just, a, so I would use that to like, you know, then I go into the, the actual tournaments, you know, hmm. I could do like the, the creative forms. I, I joined a couple of teams. I, I was on team Daniel Sterling yeah. <laughs> for a while. And then I was on, on um, team D. Oh no. Team straight up kicking. Just a pretty strong team back in the day. They do all those G force weapons all over the place yeah <laughs> um 
but yeah, I was, I was, I was tricker first and foremost. Um, and it, you know, I had a martial arts package to it. I started martial arts way earlier. Started like in '88. That's the same time it, as me. Exactly the same time. Thirty years ago, bro. Oh my goodness. I know. Those were the oh. days. Those were the days, though. Knuckle push-ups. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Barefoot, yeah. Carpet. Barefoot running. Yeah. Oh my god. During the um, early days, okay, so I grew up with, like, I was a total bubble boy, you know, like, I had <laughs> uh, asthma, um, I couldn't eat, like, fish, eggs, I couldn't touch puppies, you know, like, animals, code red, all that stuff. Wow. I didn't want to take my socks off during karate class, right? <laughs> so, like, they would make me take my socks off or take my belt off. I'm like, oh, no, you know. <laughs> so, I'm like, okay, I'll take my socks off. And, and again, I didn't like karate all that much. I was forced to go in. Like my my like, I think I, I just tried to like kick as hard as as fast as I could so that nobody could see my feet. You know what I mean? That was wow. my that was my intent to train to kick hard and fast. You know, and um, same thing we would do. It was cool. My instructors would give us cool kicking drills. Like he would line us up on the other side of the school, right? And he would like he would hold the shield. He'd be like, "All right, flying side kicks." Flying back kicks, you know, mm. like full sprint, you know. I, I think that's where my muscle build came from on my legs. We did that a lot, you know, mm. hardcore leg drills. Um, yeah, that- we were the same. We were, I remember, um, <laughs> it might even be listening now, I don't know. But <laughs> we used to have, um, like, I think now to the, you know, when I ask kids to do things and they kind of look at you sideways, like, well, you can't do that. When I'm like, well, kids, when I was when I was your age, but we we... I remember one of the drills we used to do for jump sidekicks. We we used to use I don't know if well yeah of course you guys would have them like plastic chairs with metal legs, and right. they used to set the chairs up, and it was for the jump sidekick was well you either jump over the chairs and kick the pad or you land on the chairs make your choice. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and I remember at eight and nine years old standing in front of these chairs like nine? I have to make this choice. I have to land on the chairs or hit the pad. Now, if you were, awesome. if you were to do that these days, no <laughs> way. Close you down instantly. But I mean, yeah. I I appreciate that hard level of training because it sort of it's it's yeah. it's influenced me now, particularly when I've had to go through, as we all have, uh, those stages of injury, um, and you know, you have those brief moments of thinking, oh, can I can't actually do this anymore. Um, oh. I'm pretty sure you've had some if you were interested in touching on them at all, um, some pretty horrific injuries over the, the course of your your career. Absolutely. I mean, luckily, I've just been so obsessed with tricking that I always come back to it. Mm. No, you're not, you know. Um, I always have a reason to come back, whether it's teaching. And I think I think the teaching point is, is a good, you know, point to bring up. Yeah. I mean, we, we come up on students that run up on that same problem all the time where it's like, oh, especially at the higher levels, they're like, oh, man, I'm running out of steam for, for all this training you know like mm. so we have to them we have to like you know disguise the repetition in order to get them yeah yeah train harder and, and funner and i think i think that's what happened at my school like we called him sensei ken he was like a track dude you know so we applied some track stuff to our right. you know so that that flying sidekick is is, is, is full-on like track you know like because um, we would do full sprint from the opposite side of the floor it was really cool, um, but it, it's cool. Yeah, it's definitely cool how how these how you know our teachers and us as those teachers really influence the students. Mm, definitely, uh, definitely. Yeah. So um, something that was big. I'm thinking. I'm trying to remember the dates exactly, um, but it was sort of. I'm thinking late '90s, early 2000s when it really kicked. Might have even been more before then, but somewhere that both yourself, I was on there. And there was probably people now that are listening that would have, that would kill me if I didn't mention this, but the old yeah. website, the Bilang dot com. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yes. That was a hive of activity. Yeah. <laughs> um. That that's where I mean, that's when my grades started slipping. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember back there. Like I remember dial up internet. So, yeah. Like. I remember I was training and we would we were training at the end we'd like bust out our like one megapixel digital camera and um oh. like God, let's get a picture of a psychic quick or or, or like 
some capoeira move or something. Let's get and then, and if you, if you got your photo on Billang dot com, you, you'd like you'd made it. You were <laughs> what? you were a legend. <laughs> oh, um, that in the videos, the samplers. You yeah, know? there'd be debates about that in the forums. Oh, wouldn't that just <laughs> right? You know, well before um before Bar- dot com, like he had the, the the West Coast Action Team website, right? Yeah, for a good. I don't know, like a year, I think. So he's like right at the dawn of the internet, you know, 95, 96 That's, or so. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and, then the, and then the tricking website came out, com, And yeah, he had, there was that forum, and the videos and the pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, you, one of the pictures, you want to be one of the videos. And, uh, and then we would all just like, you know, trash talk each other on the forums or like. <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> yeah, there's butts, one or the other, you know. <laughs> it was brutal but it was looking back on it I mean at the time it was drama but that, looking back on it now it's it's, it's fun <laughs> it's so good I I know I was geeking out every day like I was in the in the library every day at school mm. just, just internet for that you know <laughs> and it was the two I remember because it went through different phases I remember originally it had like the heartbeat sound going over the right. video when it went mm-mm mm-mm Right. thing came up and then it changed to that sort of I don't even yeah, know how to describe noise and when you heard that sound it's like oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it strikes some hardness yeah really and then um, th- there was day and and, and what, it was really cool though. I remember the like the uh, and the music as well I like the one I posted on Facebook earlier with the was it 2 Unlimited I think it was on it was that was it I can't remember but the music <laughs> Every time, that's what's what happens now. When I hear when I hear certain tracks played, uh-huh. in my head immediately I associate it with different samplers. Oh, like, I know. That's the music that's whoever played on that. You know, I, I, even now, or like eighteen years later, it's, uh-huh. if I hear a tune, I'm like oh, it's straight away in my head. I'm just and I, I watch some of those videos so many times. People are listening now, going, "This guy's weird." But I, I watch those videos so many times that I could, I could even listen to the track, tell you what they're doing. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, so, who back then did you have? Uh-huh. Did you have any favorite competitors or anybody that you aspired to to work yeah, towards being like? The first, the first people I saw that really were like that blew me away were were Kim Do, David Douglas. Yeah. Um, let's see, Carmichael was coming out. Yeah. Mike Chat. Yeah. Anthony. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, creatively, I was always trying to chase Kim Doe. Like, okay, this guy is just really creative. He's got awesome tricks, you know. Mm-hmm. But Atkins, you know, his, 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 his jumping height is explosive. Oh, yeah. I was really trying to chase him, you know, with my, my kicking style. Mm. And yeah, I'd say Kim and, and Anthony Atkins are probably my. You know, like first, like inspirations, like in, in tricking. You know, oh, Manny Brown, he's part of that group too as well. Yeah, a little bit before me, I feel like. Mm. Um, but then, but then, like the, the, the new crop of, of trickers came out super hard, like Tarada, yep, Matt Emig. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. exploded onto the scene. You know, but um, yeah, those are my first inspirations after the movies. You know, yep. like that. that was, for me, I was like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa!" There's people that really do this in real life. Okay, okay, this, this, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> Not that I've made it yet. I'm still trying to figure out how this whole thing, you know, <laughs> factors out. But like back then, like I was able to figure out early, like, okay, this is gonna be, this is that the rest of my life, you know. And um, yeah, it's gonna be. It's 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 definitely gonna be an interesting one because I remember my instructors were still sort of pushing themselves sort of into their 40s um but now it's going to be interesting to see who from sort of dare i say our generation of like trick and trickers from from like the 90s and 20, uh, 2000s how far how you know who's going to be able to cut and eke it out the longest <laughs> who's going to be still going in the 40s i mean i'm nearly 40 in their 50s um, my tricks are incredibly limited now <laughs> My, my my tricks are limited to like 1980s. <laughs> I'm not far behind. I'm telling you. Oh boy! Yeah. All the injury. I threw yeah. a, I threw a 540 
my last one. I got it on film, actually. I threw a, my last 543 three weeks ago, four weeks ago, at a charity event. Um, and I landed it, not thinking I would land it. And uh-huh. my knee just shot in every single direction it could, trying to catch myself from falling. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I was like hobbling around for th- like two and a half, three weeks. <laughs> you uploaded it, right? Um, I no, I haven't. Recently, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's funny you say it like that because recently I've been thinking to myself, "Oh man, you know." At any moment, like you know, any one of these tricks I throw might be that the, the last one. I ever throw of that trick. <laughs> I, I've got the video, but I'm never showing it. I can't watch it. It's just, it's just too cringe. As a land, it's just, it, I hate that sort of thing. I really kind of hate it. Which is a funny, funny job to be in when I hate seed injuries. But you know, <laughs> it's. Um, what is a special trick? You know, like it's weird. It, you know, because you, you okay, so you, you spin and you jump off the same foot that you kick, yeah. and you land on the same foot, right? Yeah. That that's like considered a basic. I know, you know? I know, yeah. I know. That's that's where I'm happy. I'm happy. That's where I'm at. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> but um, I'm on taking obviously the tricking, um, and you obviously you've spoken earlier about your traditional background. Um, it, it's long been, and this is something that I've always been really passionate about. So, well, you could say sometimes overly aggressive passionate overly aggressive about speaking out about on on especially on on facebook social media uh, when people are really quite nasty i don't even say negative quite nasty really sometimes towards people who are into sort of forms tricking that sort of thing um and i'm sure over the years you've probably experienced your fair share of sort of trad guys really being quite negative um I just wondered what your thoughts were on that. That's that's that sort of thing. I think, yeah, no, you're right. What you said earlier, it's a lot of people that are very compassionate about the um, about whatever this thing is. I mean, that that question itself, what is it? Is this a sport? Is this an art? Mm-hmm. You know, or is it? You know, that that I I think tricking is, is that that like polarized. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's that polarized, just like martial arts is. You know, yeah, like um. And I, and I think, you know, and the, the more that uh, the conversation, or the more people join tricking, the, the more the conversation is going to get heavier, yeah. you know, and going to be taken in different directions that uh, we may or may not like. Yeah. Um, the general tone, though, of, to newcomers specifically, I feel, is like not the most welcoming, right. you know. And, and also the, the, the one general, like, sentiment I hear a lot, I see a lot, when people just say to just, just go for it, you know. Mm. I don't know how I sit with that, you know, because part of tricking is, you know, you are your client. Really, I yeah, just go for it. But, like, to a newcomer, you know, maybe we can, like, handle the newcomer better. Like, here, go check this out, or here, watch some of these videos, or here, try this out, or yeah. go through the basics, you know, as opposed to just, you know, you know, just man up and do it, you know. Like, that that sentiment, I don't, I don't really appreciate all that much. <laughs> no, I, I, that's sort of how I came through everything i i didn't i was fortunate that my instructor at the time um he had an interest and he he was and he was competent himself as well he was able to throw a decent 540 decent 720 um and and he was sort of inspired me and then i found the stuff on the internet but i i did i threw myself and at the time you know i'm a teenager i bounce i kind of bend i don't break so much but nowadays there's not really a reason for people to be doing that anymore um yeah. you know we've we've learned from that hey don't do it that way oh, exactly. <laughs> do it this way like, so hey, almost us us older you know tricking gentlemen who have sacrificed our limb and... tricking gentlemen i like that <laughs> <laughs> we've sacrificed our limbs for this literally you know they yeah. they could uh, they they could heed some of the word of all of the experience and and there's enough like and, and that's the awesome thing about tricking there's been enough time to pass where there's been generations of Older gentlemen and trickers and ladies and gentlemen, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. You know, literally, can... literally. I mean, my my son is nine years old, and he's uh-huh. he's getting he's starting to have an interest in this now. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's so cool thinking, you know, I I was much older. I mean, I was I was in my late teens. So, 
you know, it's exciting to see where he potentially could progress towards in that 10 uh-huh. years that I wasn't doing it. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I'm, he might, Thank he you. might not, he might not continue with it, but if he does, then it's going to be really cool to see now, especially with the, 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 the competition and the availability of, of training and, um, it, yeah, it's it, it's it's really cool stuff. It's exciting times. Now earlier on, you touched touched a little bit on the sort of the community side um, to tricking and and how you used to have uh, your house was sort of opened. Um, I just wondered if you you know share a little bit more about that and how it came about and, and is was that sort of the birth of Loop Kicks? Was it involved in that sort of process? Um, pretty yeah, it was pretty much the same model that my parents used in Florida. Yeah. Let's see, but but it was it was powered by like the, some Bay Area, like Northern California has a strong connective thingy. I mean, I'm, I'm right in the Silicon Valley where, where Google and all them, Apple, all that from right. So like connectivity is like a big deal out here. So um, yeah, I was able to, to do the same thing that my parents did in Florida. We we did it, um, for several years at my parents' house, you know, and um. I'm just trying to like create an image in my head now of <laughs> how many people yeah. would how many people would be there? Oh boy! Okay, so the first first like ten years or so, we would like everything was a lot more tame. Like the first like five years, I'd say, but like you know, a good twenty people would be my house. You know, the, <laughs> the first year we had like twenty people at, at Peter Yang's, right, and then we had like another fifteen people or so at the at the hotel like, down the road. So like you know that was that was the first first loop kicks camp right wow and every year afterwards we we got um you know we got hotels to 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 cover everything you know but um you know guests would always fly in early or stay a week later you know and like so they would just hole up at my house you know and um my parents are cool they like to build stuff so like every house we've moved around to we've always built other units you know Hmm. we're able to use those units for 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 international guests, you know, and um, let's see. Oh, wow. So a few of those years we would fly Anise in, right? Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so like for three years, like, let's see. Yeah, five, seven. Like Anise would like spend like a good six months with us each year uh, through the spring and summer, you know? We would just train with us, do demos with us. We'd film and promote the camp and all that. Um yeah, he was like just—it was just like this huge explosion in the community, wasn't it? It's like, oh, right. where's this guy was, from? <laughs> yeah, so many explosions, but but then he really came out on mm. top for, you know, yeah, long. And uh, he was a real pleasure to train with and and just to to live with. You know, he he lived in one of the back units in in, in the in the back of my parents' house for a while, right? Um, and. Um, it's cool, Jeremy Marinas. You know, he would yeah. practically live there. You know, because he was from San Jose, but he would be the first person. Okay, so he would wake us up in the morning, right, and then he would be the last person over in the middle of the night. <laughs> he was a very persistent kid, Jeremy was, mm. uh, and it shows because he's killing it in Hollywood. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, that's that's if when you look at the the progression of a lot of people within the industry, that's sort of what a lot of people ended up going towards wasn't it you know the the competition scene and then moving on to the the movies and then um yeah it's been interesting to watch the progression of people you know every now and again i'll be watching something and i'll be like that's so yeah that's uh, you kind of see people you're like that's cool (laughs) so is that is is that something you've ever had an interest in at all you know going into that side or a little yeah i mean let's see I'm trying to push for like I have a little network of martial artists out here, and we're trying to push for a um, like a, a fight choreo. Okay, you know, up here, area, you know, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, people have martial arts skill in the Bay Area plus camera skills. Mm. Like, great, like a little, you know, like it's growing out there in Thailand right now. It's growing out there in Atlanta, Montreal. I think it's growing the stunt industry. Mm. You know. Write another option to where you don't have to go to LA. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Members of the team to LA, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that 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 what were you mentioning earlier about the um, 
the platforms that tricking has now. Yeah. You know, before career platforms, now there's several career platforms that you can pursue, whether it be teaching or performing, uh, literally being in the movies, you know, stunt doubling for these awesome, um, you know, superhero characters. Uh, mm. Now, um, it, it's cool. Tricking has grown to the point where it's not hard for us to explain to the to the parents anymore. You no. Know? No, it, and you, I mean, but, if you look back if you look back to the the movies sort of in the the 90s and early 2000s and you, slowly over time tricking worked its way into the films but it's now at the point where if it's not in the films people are surprised you know yeah. you sit down to watch an avengers movie or a, you know whatever it is and you're just constantly seeing the techniques that we were training yeah, in those films and it's just like that's so cool <laughs> No, totally. We just called out all the tricks. Okay, that, that yeah. was a, a that was a rise, you know. And the really and cool, and the other cool thing as well is now again, you know, we've sort of been sort of numbed to it a little bit because you know we'd sit and watch it week in you know at tournaments every week or on the internet all the time, and and you yeah. you're watching people watch these films and somebody does something that to us you kind of go, oh, we see it all the time, and then you see their reaction, they're like, wow, that's yeah. so cool. Um, no. And, like when well, when Ong Bak first came out, and people Tony oh, Jaa, and people were like, "Oh, this is crazy!" <laughs> you know, um, and it's sort of kind of snowballed from there. You know, it's and it's really really cool to see how it's progressed. Totally. I mean, word word was that he would he was a, a bilang like goer. Really, um, John. That's how he learned how to implement his Muay Thai with with tricking. Wow, I didn't know that. Word word was I don't know who we can go to verify this, but I, I, that's a plausible thing in my opinion. <laughs> Definitely, that I mean that yeah. that website did a lot for the growth of of the sport, you know, and and the community as a whole. And um, I well, I know that it, it caused its drama as well, but the people okay. the people inhabit and it caused the drama. But um, it, it really I mean I know you through through that website. That's how I know of you, and that's how. This yeah. interview's come to fruition eighteen plus years later. It's through yeah. that website, you know. Um, so, Billy, if, cool. you, if you're listening, keep <laughs> it, bro. Because, like, when you know, before those years, there was no internet. No, you know what I mean, there's there's no phone devices like what we got now these days. You know, <laughs> like we we were the last of, you know. The people to live a life without internet or mm. mobile—it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It was. Um, it was. Perspective. I, I, yeah, I remember it being a. It was like a like a like a sort almost like a premiere experience. It's like, oh, whoever it was, like, oh, they're releasing a sampler on Friday, and you'd be like, oh, cool, Friday. Wait for Friday. Wait. Whereas now it's like live stream. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, two second take like. Two hours to download and yeah. <laughs> wow, we're old. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah. Um, so um, I just wanted to touch a, a little bit on. Obviously, you've mentioned before, but there, there will be some people listening that don't know the full history and everything about uh, Loop Kicks as a group and and how it came about. Obviously, you talked a little bit about the gatherings and how it's evolved over the years and how you see it moving forwards from now. Yes. Okay. Awesome question. So, um, most of us uh, original t- uh, members from Team Loop Kicks were from the same dojo. Mm-hmm. We're from a West Coast martial arts, um, Berryessa. It was in San Jose, and um, let's see. Um, so what we would do is we, we were on the demo team, you know, and some of us were hopefuls for like uh, the demo team, like the World Action Team, like yeah. Master Ray. Like some of us were on it and some of us were hopefuls, you know. So um, we would just train hard after Black Belt class just to get our our tricks down for demos, you know. That way we can show Konjunim, show Master Reyes our, our, our open forms, you know. Yeah. And recruit us for the demo team, you know. So we'd train hard. And, um, and then Isaiah he, Isaiah Flores, right, the, the actual creator of Loop Kicks, he came up with the name and everything. Uh he saw us at one of the tournaments and he, he had his camera, right? He was always like the tech dude, you know, he was like the Donatello. <laughs> yeah, he was like the Donatello of the team. But um, he would film us, show us the videos, 
and um, this was like in 98 or so before I started doing that, 99. But he's like, hey, yo, look, watch the videos. I could pull them up on my computer. This is on, it's on a website. We're like, whoa, an actual website? You know, this is like yeah. <laughs> 90s. And um, so then we'd go to his school and it us and we would train there, get extra training in. We're like training like six days, seven days a week, you know. Uh, hanging out at Denny's afterwards till the wee hours of the night. But, um, you know, it, it was like me, Isaiah. It was Chris Balualua. Hi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, highly. Um, some Anthony Gooch. Uh, the Joe Gakayan. Mike Serrano. You know, some of the old school guys. Hans, yeah. you know. Yeah. Hans Wick. Oh, yeah. Right? So we, we would be the late night, you know. We, we'd train until two or three at night, you know. Uh, some of the <laughs> Chris Balua Lua, we wouldn't let him like go home until he would hit like certain things. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> he was young; he couldn't drive. We're like, we're not taking you home unless you hit your whatever, you know, buck cutter, a double whatever. Um, and he and he'd be screaming, you know, and and, and he would like kind of ride this energy, like, "Come on, take me home!" Your <laughs> damn trick, right? And he would like power up and. Hit insane tricks, you know. Um, that that's how Lou would train. But uh, yeah, so we would do that, uh, Isaiah. And then he came. He had his loop kicks was like the name of his school's demo team, and that was just kind of a local team of kids, you know. Mm. Um, started training over there, and then like kind of just you know, like my team from Berryessa took his took on his you know team loop kicks, and we joined together, you know. So I, I trained us for the tricks and the demos. We would we would start to set up our own demos. Oh, we would get in trouble for this. <laughs> so, so it's one of those. Um, but yeah, we would uh, so we would do our own demos. Um, you know, then we came up with it. We took on Isaiah's team name, uh, Loop Kicks, and he came up with that. But because uh, he was playing music, might have heard this story. But he was like, he was strumming the guitar in a looping motion mm-hmm. while he was the bass drum all right and then he came up with the name loop kicks because he was you know that's how he came up with it but then he he applied it to his local uh like demo team uh and then he applied it to us uh so that's how the you know that's how the team started he would do all the video and the you know the website and um i would train the team and 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 we'd all book gigs together you know the parents would reach out to local uh vendors or events and try to book us for demos um and yeah that that's uh we did that for a good three or four years mm-hmm. right putting up and then um toronto they came out with the toronto trick and gathering like in 2003 right yeah and by that time like you know there was only tricking events at tournaments yeah right so then toronto uh team fs they they did that, that toronto gathering which was like by the trickers, you know? So um, we're like, yo, we got together, the team got together, like, we kind of could do something like what Toronto's doing, but maybe we could put a, a teaching element to it, you know? So then we came up with the Loop Kicks camp, all right? And we were so scared. We were like, we don't know what the heck we're doing. Oh, man. <laughs> I was 21 or something like that at the time, you know? And everybody else was like, you know, Mike Serrano, he was like 24, but everybody else was like, you know, 16, 15, um so we were like okay well, well we already set it up um and we started releasing videos right to promote it mm. and like fonts right that's when we came out with the yellow card samplers oh. um yeah and yellow card the let's see we had the uh scrap footage sampler i think it was yeah uh-huh um but yeah we got a good response and we were also we were doing tournaments at the time, so like it was cool. We got some trickers from out of nowhere, uh, like backyard trickers, mm-hmm. and we got some trickers to want to come, right? Um, let's see. Previously, we did some Europe, right? We did a Europe um, that NASC event, right? Where, yeah. For me, me, Chris, and Hi, we go ham in that one battle. Anise is in it. Um, but yeah, we ran the camp in two thousand four. Good, good response, good numbers, and then um, we're like, okay, we'll do it again next year, <laughs> and <laughs> and then it's always been like that. I mean, luckily, like with the camp, we had a growing community, 
um, a lot of people are willing to to come and film, you know. And like we had our own in-house filming crew. I think it's the you know the video, you know, and like the event hosting that that's kept Loop Kicks like has given it longevity. You know, it's been a lot of teams in and out of tricking, but Loop Kicks has stuck around. Yeah, because of our you know, we try to do functional things. You know. <laughs> <laughs> cool thing now is like i'm not let's see i ran the camp for 10 years right and i've been trying to find someone to, to kind of hold uh, you know take the torch yeah. and um rotating around the team the team is doing really well this year i feel like um and that that's where i'm at with loop kicks i've done you know plenty of years of camp and uh I want, I want the team to be able to handle itself you know its own functions you know each um there's like departments of loop kicks you know we got the camps we got the classes we got the, uh, you know, the, the videos. We have, yeah. So, like, if I can just hand uh, a portion of, of loop kicks to each one of the members or something like that, I don't know. But I want to handle itself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, it's, well, it's like the baby, isn't it? You know, it's grown with you, and then you kind of go, okay, let's 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 let it go and see where it goes. Back. All from <laughs> all from that, you know, it's 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 crazy to see how it's grown and it's cool. It's really cool to see. Um, and and yourself, you know, what what things have you got going on? What have you got things you right. want to tell us about? Yeah, exciting things. Um, I've been working on trying to map out tricking. Yeah, you know, and you know that's kind of complete, but also like open, and also easy to uh, try to try to cipher but anyways i've been writing the, the whole trickle thing and, and it's basically a, a map for tricking um I'm filming the videos for it soon um i'm, I'm putting like um like an application platform to it mm-hmm. uh, anyways it's, it's my new baby right now you know mm-hmm. now that loop handling itself so, um, yeah the triculum is, is like my current main project right now and um very excited it's in beta right now i'm like testing out a lot of things with uh, the class students and um with uh, the team members um but hopefully by the summer i can get like uh, a good full platform out rolled out ready to go um and uh yeah i mean yeah, i'm gonna roll out some videos very soon to explain how it works mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it does look confusing to you know at first glance but um but yeah there, there's that and um good timing on this podcast i was able to um finally get my own dojo <laughs> wow congrats yeah. um it's cool it, it's actually uh that's the thing after i put down the camp you know to try to let the teammates handle it i've been trying to look for a gym for the for the team you know hmm. it's been like a four or five year hunt you know just to find a location um with all the uh you know with all the uh, the commerce activity happening in the bay area it's hmm. like super expensive to to even lease like a location out here, you know, so uh, like a warehouse location, you know. Mm. But um, yeah, I was able to purchase my friend's dojo. He's heading out of town, and um, it's got high ceilings. I'll be able to put in the spring floor really soon, and the mirrors. Um, but yeah, I'll be able to really roll out the whole trickling thing from from a home base. You know, Lucas yeah. has never never had a home base, dude. All these years, we've always subleased from all these different gyms and. Uh, at a point where loop kicks would get, say, too big for the gym or, or we'd get in trouble for, for whatever reason, you know. We'd okay, gyms, you know. Uh, but for, to finally have our own, like, home base, our own headquarters, you know, I feel like we'll really, really be able to grow um, at, a, at an accelerated rate. We have many, like, on the shelf that we want to tap back into and mm. really, and um, with space, we can totally do that, you know, with time and space. Uh, exciting times it sounds like yeah it's like it's going to move forward for you in a positive way and um, I look forward to seeing it all on social media and oh uh, definitely it's going to be a slow drip but then like um, yeah start a week or two I'm going to be putting the word out and uh, got to get all my graphics together and all that stuff and my marketing but um, it's going to be a strong summer excellent yeah. well I look forward I really do look forward to seeing it all Um well, I just want to say a big thanks for your time because um, it's uh, it's really cool how it kind of feels like a full circle thing for me, this, because um, 
I got into um, this side of martial arts through through seeing you guys on the internet, which inspired me to train more, which sort of led me down this career path. Um, and obviously, I've had my I've had my full time school now for over fifteen years, and the podcast the podcast just kind of came around through. Um, just wanted to sort of find a new creative outlet for what I do six days a week, um, and so to have you on as one of the first guests is a it's it's cool sort of it kind of feels oh. kind of feels full circle. <laughs> no, it totally does. I mean, on the Bilang website, I was like sampler number two, right? And really? I'm number- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm guest number two on your podcast. You know? Yeah. Wow, synchronicity. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, totally. I mean, I know, I know a lot of this is gushy stuff. A lot of us like uh, about us reminiscing about the past. But it's been a real pleasure. And um, yeah, I think we've really caught each other at a good moment because we've known each other for such a long time. And um, yeah, again, you, like you said, you've you've had a school for for several years, and I've been really trying to pay attention to school owners and what they what they do, how they function. Um, before I open up mine, before I, you know take on mine hmm. which is ongoing well, hunt, you know. I look forward to seeing hearing about all these successes and hey maybe later on down the line I can have you back on as Christopher a school owner and yeah, yeah totally. multiple oh, school owner <laughs> oh man the, the name of the school uh, guess guess what the name of the school was is uh, I'm gonna I, keep I don't know great <laughs> <laughs> it's sorry. Called it's called Next Generation Martial Arts. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, right. That's like the that that's full me full circle. That that's what got me all interested in martial arts again. Is that, that yeah. team? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow, Many we're po- sen- sentimental old fools, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right then, sir. Uh, yeah, and I'm down to do an update at any moment, at any time. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, again, thank you for your time, and I'm gonna let you go because I know you've got a busy busy day i'm gonna go home because it's actually 10 p.m now so <laughs> i'm gonna get home to my wife but no thank you thank you thank you for your time and um i really do look forward to seeing you know, all, all these things progressing on the internet and uh, best of luck with things awesome sounds good thank you so much sir no worries good luck with um let's see you rolled out your new kicking program yes yes thank you I, it was um and by the way um yeah i mean Talking about success stories, uh, Mr. Chapman, it was yesterday. Yeah. Awesome success. You know, I, I hope you all have the same success, if not more. Oh well, thank you very much. I, I tell you what, if I can be as, as even half as successful as Matt, I'll be happy with that. <laughs> Dude, totally ideas. I'm going to run with the whole like online teaching courses thing. Yeah. I was I was back on that, but like I like the way that he he puts it forward. You know. <laughs> Uh, so like, get in touch with him. He's the man. He's 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 really good at this stuff. So yeah, get get in touch with him. Cool. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I'll let you get on. Thank you again, and I'll I'll catch you soon. Thank you. Good night. So a huge thanks to Chris for his time today on that interview. Um, for me personally, that was was a really cool experience being able to chat to somebody who I looked up to and inspired to be like. Um, not that we're that different in age, but um, you know, with my earlier days in sort of performance-based martial arts, it was really, yeah, really, really nice to to be able to chat to him. Um, and I hope to uh, other people out there that are also um, into martial arts tricking and to forms and stuff, it was it was an interesting one for you guys too. I do appreciate that there will be some people out there, and um, that 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 interview probably um, wasn't quite as interesting for you but that's that's the just the way these things go there's going to be we're going to i want to have a wide variety of guests on this show and i don't want it to sort of be pigeonholed and focus on one area um and and having the platform that we do now in the digital age it means we can bring so many different people in from different backgrounds so yeah really 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 good one for me i really really did enjoy that I'm allowed to be a little bit selfish at times as well, especially with it being my podcast. So there we go. Um, moving on. So um, we had a couple of people on the forums just dropping on um, some other bits of information, things that were going on. One of those people was uh, Jean-Paul from the, the Airborne Academy. Uh, they're hosting the National Tricking Contest uh, to celebrate the anniversary of, of their setup. And there's going to be people coming down from all over the country. Uh, one of those people being another friend of mine, Nathan from Urban Tricks. 
and um, they're going to be attending and he just asked if I could give them a quick shout out so I will um, I'd actually interestingly enough spoken to Jean-Paul and to uh, Nathan and they're two people that I would like to have on at, at some point down the line uh, as guests on the show so that's a cool tie and it also it ties in nicely as well with, with our previous guest a few minutes ago Chris um, I think there was I'm just clicking through the links now doing this live while I'm on there um, let me have a quick look one of the other ones that was on here was um, Mags. Now, popped on. He he had one about his son, his nine-year-old son that has a YouTube channel, um, and there is the video itself. The videos, should I say, is set up uh, to promote Taekwondo and, and martial arts in general to younger kids, which is a really really cool thing to do. Um, the majority of sort of tutorials and things that are set up are obviously adults aimed at adults. I had a quick click through the videos and. Um, for the youngsters putting it together, it's really, really cool stuff. And they've asked me to have a kind of a, a bit more of a look through and send them some feedback. So I'll, I'll definitely be doing that at some point. Um, that That's something that I'm absolutely more than happy to do. If you've got sort of product reviews or anything going on news-wise, please do get in touch. I want this to be an outlet for everybody um, in the community to be able to get a benefit from um, not just me picking and choosing the bits of news that are going out. So if you've got something going on, please do get in touch. Um, so on to episode four coming up next week. Um, I will be posting more information in the coming days. Um, I've got a few people lined up that I'm interested in getting involved. But as I have said previously a couple of times, what I would really, really like to have is individuals on um, for smaller guest slots just to discuss different topics, um, just to spice things up. And I'd, one episode I would really like to have several people on to discuss different things rather than having one guest. So if you are interested, if you're listening to this thinking, I'd quite like to get involved, then get in touch. Um, I'm happy to discuss whatever it is that you're you're wanting to bring onto the show, obviously, so long as it's suitable. Um, but yeah, I really do, as I've said before, uh, want to challenge different topics and discuss different things. So, you know, speak to me, drop me a message, get in touch, and we'll see if we can work something out and get you involved. Um, I'm going to wrap things up there for this week. Thank you again for your support. Um, please do share this around social media so we can help build up some um, more interest in the show and help push it forwards. Uh, but again, thank you very much, and I'll catch you all next time. <laughs>